Hey, welcome back. We're here today with Catherine Walker. But I suppose you're still out, you know, you're still at work, aren't you? Yeah, oh, do you know what? I actually feel um, people get messaging and being like, you know, is it not awful? But I'm like, I actually feel kind of lucky that I'm able to get out to go to work because I actually think, you know, it's so it's it's hard on everyone. Like, it's not just hard on us working in hospitals. Like, it's hard on people who are having to, like, you know, teach their kids from home or having to work from home or people who aren't working at all. Like, you know, so, um, you know, I actually just been, I've been okay because I'm just going to do my job as normal. So, actually, I'm all right. Are you, are you not in the centre of the badness as such, are you? You kind of just still caring um, for the kids or? Yeah, well, to be honest, like children, touch wood, don't seem to have been too badly affected by it. It's definitely affecting adults harder and elderly people harder. So, mm. um, thankfully, we've been okay. We're, we're busy, but just, you know, not uh, any more than usual, I don't think. Okay, that's good. It's just yeah. more protecting yourselves then while you're doing your job. Yeah, so is it? absolutely and then just like helping out where we can and you know if we have to go move um to different wards or anything like that just really making sure that like the workload is, is spread out amongst everybody you know so um which they have been doing you know they have been good at making sure like um wards are covered and everybody is is sharing the workload that's good definitely so, yeah. has, has any of your place like changed yeah it's definitely changed like we're constantly um constantly training constantly updating because it's it's also different you know it changes all the time you know what we're doing and and things like that so we're just doing a lot of training and and things but like we've been very well prepared like managers have been very good and are really like doing the best they can to prepare us for whatever comes our way so I suppose like it's just been it's been different in the sense that it's all been heightened. Like our infection control has all been a lot more um, intense and things like that. But um, yeah, it's it's very scary at the start, but I feel like we're sort of settling into it now. I think at the start, it was, yeah, at the start it was terrifying. You know, we just didn't know what was going to happen and things like that. But I feel like now we're at the stage where we're just getting on with it. Mm. What's the general morale like? Oh, do you know what? Like, um, it was at the start. I definitely felt like people were scared, and that sort of thing. But um, oh, do you know, I th- I feel like um, because it is affecting everybody, then that's why people are just getting on with it because it's not like um, it's not like it's a certain type of person or a certain group of people that are being affected by. It. Like this is literally affecting everybody. Um, so I feel like uh, everybody has just been getting on with it and I mean it's hard it's definitely hard and it's hard being in PPE all the time like you're, it is really tough and it de- definitely has put a strain on but I think everybody's just been really good at just getting on with it. Got a sisterhood going now. <laughs> yeah exactly and that thing like everybody does support each other and if you are like it's definitely a culture of it's okay to have a breakdown like you know it's fine nobody's going to judge you if you have a meltdown because everybody totally understands so uh, there's definitely yeah that sort of like sisterhood and everybody supports each other which is which is obviously great sounds good we had the health visitor out yesterday and I had my <laughs> no my mom is a nurse so I was like um mom on your way to work so she drives past our house to go to the surgery here it's like can you drop us in some surgical masks so we were sitting in our front room and like in the masks at all and feeling, feeling ridiculous like feeling like it was total overkill but we've been super cautious since the start we've been basically in lockdown for 10 weeks now we've kind of just hidden from the world um but just to be sure like I don't even know at the start I was like this is all rubbish and then I was yeah. like don't care being careful just in case <laughs> no, definitely. I think like I think at the start we were all like you know oh sure it won't be that bad or whatever but obviously now we're saying the actual repercussions yeah. of it but um yeah definitely like you just can't be too careful I know they say like it's certain groups of people that are vulnerable but like I wouldn't be taking it still any the exceptions yeah 
well, we were, whenever we were in the masks, um, after the health visitor had left, I was like, oh my word, get this off my face. Like, how you, how you yeah. cope all day? I felt I like I was suffocating. It is, it's hard. And like, really silly things, like your skin really does break down under it all. Um, so that, like, that part of it's hard. But um, yeah, I feel like we've got used to it. Like, that's the thing. At the start, it, it was really weird. At the start, it was strange to look around and see everybody in masks. Um, but then I feel like now it's kind of just become the norm. We're sort of just used to it. Um, but yeah, definitely wouldn't be taking any risks of any sort, even if you're not like a vulnerable group as such. How have you found yeah. working from home? Um, it's definitely weird. I'm really quickly running out of work. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So it's weird that usually whenever you get the, as low with work as this, you sort of go out and find more, but obviously you can't. So yeah. it's a bit of a weird one, but I don't really mind it. It's a nice yeah. bit of a break and I can sort of do the things now that I've put off for months and months and months. Oh yeah. I'm yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. We do a lot of wedding videos, obviously. So whenever yeah. um, whenever everything comes out, we'll still not have any work. Um, I know. You know, if, if everything went back to normal in the morning, I still wouldn't have any weddings until August, September at the earliest. Um, yeah, I, I think our last August wedding cancelled yesterday, so it wouldn't be to September. Well, they didn't cancel; yeah. they postponed. So yeah, I was supposed to be like two or three weddings in already. So yeah, it's a bit. Mm, so it, this year is going to be quiet either way. This year is going to be yeah. busy. It is. It's definitely like there's been a few of my friends I know have had to. Um, Actually, quite a few have had to postpone their weddings, and some have, have moved them to later on this year, and then others have moved them mm. to like to next year. But yeah. I, I actually, I do feel sorry for brides at this time and, and grooms. I know it's yeah. like some people might be like, "Oh, it's a trivial thing. Like it's a wedding, nobody's died." But like you put so much into it, and I know for a lot of girls and, and men and stuff, it's it's a big day, and you put so much thought into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and you literally like. A lot of the girls would say your life just revolves around it for so long and then for it just all to be moved and cancelled it, it must be so uh, you know I can totally understand people being so disappointed. Definitely yeah. my cousin was supposed to get married on Sunday and act like it's awful she's put off until the end of August and in, in the hope that it, it goes ahead but you see it's the thing too it's not just I know a lot of couples nowadays are, are, are living together already and like mm -hmm. Some people don't mind. Some like they're putting the effort in, and they're like, you know, our life is going to be normal. But some people don't move in together or start a family, and so yeah, that's exactly. yeah, exactly. And um, so it's definitely it's just put life on hold for everybody, really, hasn't it? Yeah. It's like things have just taken a pause, um, as such. And so, um, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah. I, I do feel sorry for for brides and things. I know we always talk about brides and not the grooms. <laughs> the grooms but, are um, like, oh. No, I joke. <laughs> Six months of freedom. Don't ask Greg. He'll be like, if only. No, I joke. <laughs> yeah. No, it is crazy. Like, because we had we had someone who was supposed to get married in August. Uh -huh. We put it off until November. Uh -huh. Her hotel gave her a date in May. Then the next day, cancelled it, and then God. it has to be put back to next June now. Oh my word! So like, there's it's sometimes hard. sometimes you you really put through the ringer, and it's not necessarily the hotel's fault either. They can't really do very much. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 rough on everybody. Um, no, I know a girl like I was talking to her yesterday, and the next time that her venue was going to be available for like a spring wedding was 2023, I think. Yeah. So oh. she was like, "Do I postpone my whole?" wedding for three years or just move venue but um yeah it's like we think like that you even think about yeah that's the thing too i suppose even whenever you're going to book a wedding if you're booking within a year now you're really resigned to a weekday or like a, a venue usually like your your really popular venues you can't get yeah um, yeah well exactly. like last year we were taking taking inquiries for 2023 in 2019 like oh my god that's mad isn't it it's such a big industry Mental. Uh, my last dress that I'm doing, like from before I was going on maternity, was going to be doing while I'm off on maternity. 
and uh-huh. it was supposed to be next week the wedding but it's been put off to next February oh, no. as well so well like we knew obviously for the last few weeks she hasn't been getting her fittings or anything anyway so we yeah. knew it's going to be put off but like it's it's not that much but like it's still payment of a dress that's been pushed back by a year as well or yeah exactly like um I, I do I feel like for people who are self-employed and things like that and see people like who like events you know work in events oh, and things yeah. like that and hospitality like what what do you do like I just that's why I feel lucky like we complain and work and then we're like hold on actually at least we're in a job you know well, that's it yeah You've got you've got proper income coming in too, not just the percentage. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I like don't feel like I can complain too much about it because at least we're we're working. And what's happening with your other job? You're now presenting. Yeah, I know it's mental. Like I've been doing that for, for like about a year now. Um, oh, it's great. Yeah. Like so definitely taking the credit when... for that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Where it all began. Um, no, I. Uh, yeah, doing that a year now, but for the first few weeks, whenever lockdown and all was, was sort of really hit hard, and people it was a bit of a frenzy, like when people were stockpiling everything, um, I wasn't going into co- to cool, and people were working from home. And um, but now things not they haven't relaxed, they haven't officially relaxed, but I feel like we've got into a bit of a rhythm, and people are sort of used to it now. And like this is just how life is for the meantime. Um, but now I am going into the studio and it's so quiet though like it always would be quiet on a Saturday anyway um, but it's so so quiet and we're like the only people in the studio and you know you're staying you're on opposite sides of the desk and things like that so you know I actually feel lucky to be back in because I did miss it you know I really did miss like uh, my Saturdays in there and it's it's something I look forward to you know every week yeah. But there's a few people are they presenting from home? Yeah, quite a few people. Like a lot of those, um a lot of our DJs and presenters, that's what they do full time. So they have all the equipment at home. So really a lot of people who can work from home have been. Um there's only a few of us, a handful that would be going into the studio still. Um, okay, I mean it's mad, like the technology and stuff. I mean, I'm obviously so oblivious to it because I don't know anything about technology, um, but it's it is great how it's been able to keep operating. Like I I love radio obviously, and like I I love it. So I know a lot of people rely on it, and it's part of their routine and part of like every day is having the radio on. So I think for a lot of people, it just provides a bit of normality having the radio shows on and and that sort of thing because it's like especially in our house it's just the noise that's always on in the background so at least you've got your usual voices and usual shows going on yeah ryan you look so bemused right now i have no idea what she's doing to her eyes <laughs> eyelash colors it looks painful no it's fine it's not i feel like every time when a boy sees that they're like what are you doing to your eye it's, it's <laughs> I've never watched this whole process happen before. I watched bits and pieces, but what do you say? Your next YouTube recommendations are going to be yeah. like tutorials. <laughs> no, I. Uh, this is a very toned down uh, version. And I have found like now, if I I'm just going to the shop or I'm just going out for a walk, like I'll put my full face of makeup on because, like, it's the highlight of my day. <laughs> I don't think I have properly worn makeup. Like I've put some on for this. I don't know why, just to make me feel human. Um, mostly like six out of seven days, I'm not wearing makeup and it's fab. I'm loving it. It is. It's good. Like it's a nice wee break from it all, isn't it? Like, but um, then sometimes I'll just have a day where I'm like, do you know what? I'm not actually going really very far today, but I'm just gonna put my full face on, make myself feel normal. Yeah, it's nice just to take the break to do it too. You're, I saw your post the other day that you were leaving your ward. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Going into like bank or kind of yeah, flexi so, hours. Yeah, so before um, lockdown started, I was, my schedule was, it was mental. Like I was going to jobs after a night shift. I was just, I was literally working flat out and I would have maybe worked like 12 days in a row 
like mixed between night shifts, day shifts, doing other jobs, radio. And then I would get like one day off before I would start it all over again. So it was just, a lot of people would always message me and be like, oh, how do you do it all? And it's hard. It's definitely not, it's not a sustainable way to live, you know. Um, and I'm not complaining because I do feel like really lucky and I love, I love being busy. I love doing all the work and I love having a lot of work today and I feel very lucky to have it. Um, but yeah, it sort of was, um, just for more flexible hours, yeah, and just being able to sort of have a wee bit more control over my diary and um, making sure that I do look after myself. Like, I'm the worst in the world for forgetting about myself, so um, which I've learned the hard way many times. Um, so, yeah, it was really just, it was a hard decision, you know, it, it is hard, and I'm only really a week out now, so I don't think it'll fully hit me for a wee while because that was like, like we always say like they weren't colleagues they were like your family because you probably saw them more than your family a lot of the time um and you know you spend you spend your whole day with them and you get to know these people inside and out so uh, it definitely you know I'll, I'll definitely miss them but I'd say it won't be the last time that I'm in that ward you know like there will be bank shifts and things that need covered so I'll definitely be be back in and about but um yeah it was just for more flexible hours and things like that but it was a hard decision like I felt really selfish about it I felt really like um this is a really selfish move and it was something I've been thinking about for ages and then I thought oh is this the right move to do in the middle of like a pandemic is that you know is that a really selfish thing to do um but then I do have to do what's right for me and it is the right move for me at the minute um Although obviously my diary at the minute is very quiet because of everything. Um, but I'm hoping once things start to pick up again, it'll just make sense. Do you know, it'll just sort of be like, okay, this is why I made this move and, and it sort of, uh, it'll all make sense. So, but no, I definitely I do miss my like wee family in my other wee ward. And I can it, imagine like, though. I assume it's in the, in the same building, like, or have you totally uh, moved? Well, I'll be, it'll be the same sort of role, same sort of job, nursing, of like intensive care for children and babies, but um, it'll probably be across many hospitals, you know, I'll not be okay. just in the one, I'll just be sort of really where the work is needed. Um, so yeah, it's great, like it is, it's lucky, like it's one of the things about nursing is um, you can, you can be flexible in that way. And, um, I know a few girls that do it, so I'll be in uh, yeah different hospitals, just depending on where I'm needed. Yeah. Cool. Well, then does that like you know you're saying that it sounds or that you feel like it's selfish, but you can't put your all into something if you're if you're not looking after yourself. And no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. and also if you're doing bank shifts, you could end up more at risk in a ward. Like, you don't know. Uh, I wouldn't beat yourself up about that. That's definitely you made the right decision. What's, what's a bank shift? So, um, it's like, uh, it's sort of a temporary role. Like, so we talk about the nursing bank and it's really where, like, say, um, a ward or a shift is short on nurses or staff. They'll go to the bank and a nurse can cover. So, it's called a bank shift. You're sort of oh, just covering okay. a shortage. Um, so, yeah, it just... I know a lot of people that do do it full time. Um, I think, yeah, I felt really guilty about it for a long time and still sort of do feel guilty um, because I felt like a selfish move. And it is selfish in a way because I am doing it purely for my own benefit in a way. But yeah, like as you say, if I'm not looking after myself and I'm all over the place, then I'll not be doing the type of, you know, I'll not be giving my all to the job that deserves it. And it's not the kind of job you can go into half-hearted and with no energy. You have to be able to yeah. commit to it and like give it a girl. So I suppose in a way, yeah, that's right. Like, you need to look after yourself first. Yeah, definitely. In any job, regardless of nursing yeah. or anything. But like, absolutely. I can imagine yours, you would need full wits <laughs> about you. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like that's the thing. You can go into it and... Uh, and you know not be aware of what's going on around you you know you need to have your wits about you so um yeah definitely like because people like anytime I'm sort of doing an open like a Q&A or anything people always ask like oh, how do you juggle it all 
and it is it is tricky um but yeah it's just the hope that this will make it a wee bit more flexible and i'll be able to sort of commit to every saturday on the on the radio um because there for a while i was sort of missing the odd show or missing the odd wee thing here and there so hopefully it just means that i'll be able to commit to that really 100 percent sort of I suppose in a way it's like a bit of a shift of priorities not that nursing isn't a priority but it's just been a bit of a shift in what my goals and things are yeah that's fair and when you do yeah when you do get home how do you switch off like I imagine that's quite hard like for me it's hard enough and I just make videos for a living like you're (laughs) you're in intensive care all the time yeah yeah, um, I suppose switching off. I don't know. It's it's tricky because people are always like, "What do you do to relax?" or "What do you do?" And like, there's nothing really in particular. I watch my shows. I watch Friends like literally on repeat, <laughs> like back to back all day every day. I watch Friends. Um, and yeah, I suppose now like what I would do. It sounds daft, but for today, for example, I just didn't set an alarm to wake up because. I feel like every so often I need a wee day where I'll just recharge and I always say like if I'm asleep I obviously needed that sleep do you know oh yeah I wasn't, do you know what I mean you know the way people are like oh how can you be sleeping into that time and it's like well I was asleep so obviously my body needed it do you know I wasn't just lying in bed so I've sort of started to do that now and just like let myself have a day where I just catch up on sleep and really like today I'm not doing much I won't be doing much today um, I'm not fine that's okay to just have days where like you don't really do an awful lot I'll obviously I'll catch up on emails and I'll catch up on wee bits and pieces but I'm not putting myself under too much pressure to get a lot done today good <laughs> that is, definitely like, deserved that's a level of self-care isn't it really in a way like just making sure that you've got that time for sort of a bit of headspace and a bit of just do nothing 100% I'm a big respecter of sleep so like Obviously now, actually, I'm a little bit more of a, like, sleep is very important. But beforehand, yeah. Greg, like, if we had gone anywhere and I fell asleep in the car, Greg couldn't have it. He'd be like, wake up, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was always yeah. like, I would never, if somebody was asleep, I wouldn't even uh-huh. dream of waking them up or being like, uh-huh. her sleeping there, so important. It, like, I'm a person who doesn't notice that they're tired until you're lying mm-hmm. down and you can't guide and I could sleep right through because mm-hmm. I obviously need it but if you're mm-hmm. too busy you don't notice how tired you are and yeah, sometimes exactly. you like if you're really busy you forget to eat or mm-hmm. you're not drinking enough like there's so many things that build up and um yeah if somebody needs to sleep you let them sleep regardless of how long it is or how lazy it seems yeah but then I'm also like... not a morning person and I do not respect <laughs> yes. that you should be at work for nine o'clock nope <laughs> never happened either I am not not a morning person myself although I do have to get up at six for work so but um yeah you need to you need to sleep then yeah like I I think as well like I am not I'm not a good sleeper I'm not like one of these people like I'm always so jealous my boyfriend like he'll lie down and within 30 seconds he will just be out like a light snoring away and that will be him until his alarm goes off he will not move well he will move but you know he'll not stir or like if I was to kick him or talk to him he'll talk back but then he's not actually awake so it's like I'm so jealous of people that can go to bed and just sleep I am not I don't know if it's because I am so busy I'm so like high functioning all the time that then I'm gonna switch off yeah it definitely is so yes every so often I'll just have a day where I let myself sleep and I might sleep for like 10 hours and I might not get out of bed until 11 o'clock that's fine because that I was fine <laughs> and I obviously needed it and do you know what I am um, I would like sleep with my Fitbit or like my Apple watch on and then look at my sleep do you know and I try not to do it when I'm in work because usually it makes me really sad like I'll be in work and it'll be like three and a half hours sleep and I'm like oh that's why I'm so tired so um yeah that actually did happen to me this week I was in work oh. and I looked at my sleep and it was like three hours and 39 minutes so I was like no wonder I'm tired today so I think I allow allow for myself to have a day where I just catch up on like sleep debt for yeah for a while yeah definitely and like I feel like sleep is so underrated as well people like you know 
feel like they have to get up and you know do whatever but like if you're tired your body is telling you for a reason that you're tired and um, yeah your body like, heals when you're I, sleeping yeah exactly like sleep time grow time sleep time heal time um so we um my like my boyfriend again like he would be very much like an early riser even if he goes to bed late he'll get up and like if he goes if he there'll be the odd time it's very very rare that he'll be like oh my goodness I just fell asleep or I just had a nap and I'm like that's okay like that's fine if you're tired and you lie down for an hour that's fine you know um there's no way to feel guilty for it sometimes like the tiniest bit of sleep makes a humongous difference there was a while back I would have been kind of like probably what you were like where I was working in a couple of different surgeries here in reception and it was traveling up to Bally Ward surgery um twice a week and also then working on dresses in the evenings and sometimes through the night trying to get the work done and there was one day I actually I was driving to Bally Ward so I would have had to be there for half eight in the morning which meant leaving here like half seven, say, um, just to be sure. And I couldn't, couldn't keep awake. I had to pull in and sleep. And I pulled in four times on oh my, my way goodness. to work, slept about two, three minutes each time because I needed a power nap. I would have crashed. Like it was that, I was so deprived. And it doesn't usually get that bad, but this was one really bad day. Mm. And I pulled in for like three minutes, woke up again, and I like drove on and then realized, no, I'm going to go again. Pulled in for like another three minutes, come out immediately uh-huh. and like kept going. So I ended up not into work until nine o'clock, <laughs> half hour by the time it all built up and like started to get going or whatever. Oh maybe, maybe not even, but like it was, it was really extreme. Whereas other times where I've noticed it, I have pulled in two minute nap and away on and that's me for the rest of the day. Like totally yeah. fine. It just. Yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes so I like close my eyes for 10 minutes and then you know you wake up and you feel so much better so yeah I'm a big believer like if you're yawning and you feel tired you you know your body is probably telling you something like you're tired <laughs> definitely yeah I could never do that if I like whenever I go to bed I'd probably take me like four hours to go to sleep anyway so if I you ever would always stop, have said during the day set you yeah. off yeah well like I I, do, I can't sleep during the day if I do I'll just not sleep at night even if it's five minutes. Mm, yeah, I do. I get that a wee bit sometimes, but I feel like I've perfected the sort of napping. <laughs> How have you found motherhood? How have you found like uh, all of that? Like, has it been a shocking system? Um, yes and no. It's, I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it. It feels like very natural it feels like life has totally changed but I can't remember what it was before and I don't care oh oh yeah like it's it's lovely it's like just adding to everything yeah like whenever we were in work whenever we were in work and all the girls were talking so like they were in a building of what 10 people three (laughs) of you were pregnant at the same time so yeah well like one month after the other it was January February and March wasn't it so Everyone was like, Amy's taking this. I obviously I don't know, but like Amy's taking this in her stride. Nothing like you didn't. Nothing changed about you whatsoever, apart from you grew a bump. Yeah, it was pretty big. Uh, like the last month or two, <laughs> but like nothing changed. You were in work at the same time. You left at the same time. You drank the same copious number of coffees. Like you came mm-hmm. up for the crack. Like not like literally nothing changed. No. I was a bit slower walking and I could hear my bones when I walked, but that was okay. We could we didn't we did nothing more. Um I know like I feel like um because obviously I can work like in neonatal and things at the minute, so it's all like newborns and things like that. And I am never not taken by like a newborn. I'm never not like, oh my god, that person was like that mummy grew that little person I just think it's class I just think that is Absolute like America, America. like yeah. isn't it like and I think people just like because I'm not everybody but a vast majority of us have children and it's just like part of life but I'm also like no like that is actually like a miracle that a body grew a little person that's just that kind of blows my mind a little bit when I think about it because that's just a bit crazy but um you know, it never really yes. hit me until Amy had a child 
I don't know why, but like I, I always just sort of like eh, people have children, and then it's probably because you see me every just, day. It was different, Corey, because I saw you every day. Yeah, it was just different. Yeah, and you see like what a woman goes through, and like um, I know a few of my friends who one of them actually is pregnant at the minute, and she's having a really awful time. Like she is so sick, and if it's her, like her nerve you know like nerves are being trapped so when she walks it just is so painful and things like that and she's really having an awful time of it and then one of the other one of my other friends is just fine you know so it's it is it's funny how like everybody is so different and every every pregnancy is so different yeah definitely a couple of my friends were really sick for like first five months I was sick for a few Mm days um but I was do you know what I am just a greedy gorb Greg and I went to Ashford Castles where we got engaged. So we went there uh-huh. for our first anniversary. And we knew at that stage that we were expecting and our immediate family did, but we hadn't told anybody else. And um, all of Greg's family had been struck down with a bug at the same time. I was being sick with her for a few days. So like it covered up well. Everybody kind of thought, yeah. oh, Amy has the bug. Uh-huh. Um, but I knew obviously that that wasn't it. And we went to Ashford, Greg had... Um, he had booked this Taste of Ireland package so mm-hmm. it meant that we had like the the George V restaurants like the fancy one there and then there's a, a lovely like cottage restaurant so we two evening meals breakfasts obviously were included and then there was an afternoon tea on the day we were leaving as well and every single course I was leaving to go and be sick oh no and, co- and coming back and being like this is delicious give me a minute <laughs> walking away again I keep coming back and finished it. Greg was like, "This is awful. I'm so sorry. This is like, you know, it's ruining your trip." And I was like, "I'm actually in good form. I don't feel like disgusting. Yeah. With it. it just needs to come out and like give me something tasty again. I'm not going to stop eating because of it because the food's living class." And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of like making the most of it. But like, the people in the in the hotel were watching him, thinking that we'd had a row because I was leaving so. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle of dinner, just like off. prancing well, out of the rest. You came back. You, you thought of something else in the argument. You came back, then you left again. And... <laughs> Put your two hands in again. And of water. Like, <laughs> you should have. Go for it. Um, yeah, I do. I do find like pregnancy must be so hard. <laughs> it's it's tough. Like there's there's no pretending that it's not tough. But like I am a hundred percent a believer in optimism and everything. If you are physically okay like yeah you might have pains you might be a wee bit sick or whatever but like you're growing a life and it's the most amazing thing ever so you know just appreciate it that's mm-hmm. and it helped me through so much because yeah like I was really sore at times really really sore but like it was fine that so long as I kind of kept like spirits high you can get through mm-hmm. and see my labor what? like I was like that we're all good like even what you're saying there about like what we're going through at the minute like it can be really crap at times and like it's it's rubbish but then if you keep spirits high and everybody is sort of like determined to keep spirits high then that's sort of how you you get through it it. Mm -hmm. but it's mad like this time last year probably you know it was actually would have been this week I would have done the marathon I did the Belfast marathon this time last year and then handed over the Miss NI crown and it's just mad this year we're just there's not everything's cancelled it's just it's so weird and I was due to do a leg of the marathon this year and it was due you know obviously to be at Miss NI again so yeah it's, it's weird everything's just been put on hold for a wee while so does Glad this year's Miss, yeah so this <laughs> year's Miss NI get the current two years in a row I don't think so I think she just gets to hold on to it for a couple of extra months okay. that's the hope anyway and then somebody somebody else will get crowned um later on in the year how did you find the whole handover process so like obviously we were talking to you just before yeah it was um, a couple of weeks before wasn't it yeah probably wasn't I, far off this time either yeah I'm emotional like I was I was so emotional I think because it sort of brought back because I think because I was so busy I was sort of just getting on with it and then obviously then when it was all over I just gave me a moment to see how much life had changed and then also how much like I'd done that I was obviously all very proud of it all so um yeah I think it's again one of those things it doesn't really sink in until afterwards and then you're like 
oh my goodness, that was, that was kind of crazy. And that was with mental. And I like, I still will look through photos all the time and be like, oh, do you remember I did that? And I did this. And I mean, I just had the best time and I loved it. I really did. Um, so yeah, I was emotional when it was all over because I thought, and I suppose I was scared as well because I thought, oh, is this going to be like the end? Am I going to work again? Are people going to want me for events or, you know, and that sort of thing. So I suppose, yeah, I'm extremely grateful that sort of a year on, I'm still very busy and still working away. So yeah, I think for the first few while, I was emotional. And I think as well, it brought back all the feelings of winning again. So I was really emotional because I was like, oh my goodness, like I did it and this is this has been so great and, and whatever. So I think I definitely went through all the emotions. <laughs> yeah, but like whenever whenever I finished the the marathon was on Sunday and I handed over my crown then on Monday. And like I got to the end of the marathon and um my boyfriend was waiting for me at the finish line and I was crying and whatever. And he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, first of all, I'm in so much pain. <laughs> the marathon oh. was horrendous, horrendous. <laughs> but I didn't train for it properly. Like I didn't train properly at all. I was sort of just like, I'm going to do it. And that's it. I didn't train for it. And, uh, and then also was like, this is my last event. Is my son I like this? I don't matter after this or whatever. I was just, I was having a bit of an identity crisis probably. Fair play for doing the, the marathon without training properly. I wouldn't recommend it at all. I would. It was pretty horrendous. Like I, uh, I'd sort of talked about it, but then I was so, so busy in the build-up that I didn't really have time to train. So I think I did maybe like three or four big runs beforehand. But what do you call I it? Mean, what do you mean by a big run? Like, so obviously the marathon's 26 miles. 26 I think miles. I was training at most like 14 <laughs> so like That's I was big... really yeah and I just kept telling myself like oh adrenaline on the day will pull you through <laughs> um, where did you hit the wall <laughs> oh I'd say about 20 miles 20 miles like 20 it. miles because then at sort of at that point I was like right I was I was um, on the Ormo Bridge, I think you hit 20 miles. So obviously it finishes in Ormo Park. So you know you're close. Yeah. But equally in my head, I was like, I have another 10K to go. Like there's another 10,000 odd, isn't it 10,000 meters that I have left oh, yeah. to run? So yeah, I did. And I mean, I was working flat up right to it anyway. So yeah. I didn't really have time to properly make myself like a podcast or a playlist or anything to listen to. So um. I did. I find that tricky. And then the last two miles were hell. <laughs> I would say so. Um, but I, they I, was were hell. To, I was listening to someone else talking. Um, I don't know if you ever heard of David Goggins. He's an American guy. He was a Marine. He, he's like the first guy ever, or I could be wrong, but he's the first guy ever to do the US Marine um, initiation course three times. And uh, he was he was like a really heavy, quite a heavy set guy. But mm-hmm. He uh, he decided he just decided one day that he's going to start running, and now he does like ultra marathons, like hundred hundred mile runs. But he just he didn't train for it necessarily. He just thought it like the power of his mind. He was able to yeah. just push through. Like well, obviously you're going to be sore, was... but mm-hmm. well, that's what I was telling myself. Like I was like, I'll just like I'll be there in the day and I'll just have to finish it <laughs> and like that's just the end of that that'll um that'll pull me through um so it was it was hard but then that was also the marathon that they made half a mile too long oh really so, you, so you yeah, did so what, I, 26.7 yeah so I was running along and my phone had alarmed being like 26.2 and I couldn't see the finish line so I was like have I run, like, have I missed a turn? Have I run past it? But everybody was still running. So I was like, I must be going in the right direction. And then I thought maybe my phone was off by a wee bit. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like, at that point, I was counting every second. So whenever it alarmed that it was over, I was like, oh, my goodness, where is the finish line? <sighs> and then when I got to it, uh, people were saying, like, did you hear that they had went out for whatever reason? They'd mapped it out wrong and they'd accidentally made it too long. I was like, oh, my God my knees that's I, like flip that's crazy i forgot that they did that 
Did, mm, yeah. did they do? Did they say anything to you after, or like, do you get a? No, I don't. Think they just so. didn't care. I think they were just. No, I think they were just like, oh, whoops, <laughs> not do that. Do they? So do you, know your, do you know what your final time was? I can't remember, but it was funny because whenever I was running, um, I was catching up with people. So a lot of ones from my work were running it. Um, so I was catching up with people at different like relay stations um, and different people who were on the pavement and things at the time. Uh, you run past the Ulster Tatler. We obviously like was one of my sponsors. So I stopped in at the Ulster Tatler to get a picture. Then I ran past um, the Europa. And because it was the final um day or it was the final weekend of miss and i all the contestants came out and were like cheering me on so i like oh, stopped there good. for a photo so it was funny i was like stopping off in different places like <laughs> on my run and then also i needed to go to the loo like every half an hour as well i don't know how marathon runners make it without going to the loo nappies <laughs> i know <laughs> that was probably one of the things i found hardest like i needed to go to the loo i needed to pee all the time and then i was hungry as well i was always hungry when i was running so a couple of times on my run i stopped i stopped and ran into a shop and grabbed like a cereal bar <laughs> that's a good idea so but everybody's really funny like because you'll get a lot of people are running it and um like there was actually a group of people that i was running with and i had to know how i ended up standing like talking to them and i was saying like I'm so hungry. And then the guy just like pulled out a thing of donuts out of his bag. So like, and gave me one. It was like, was it was running? so random. Yeah, he was one of the, one of the runners. And uh, yeah, he had a, like all these treats in his bag and he just gave me a donut. And at that point I was like, just, I've just like accepted a donut off a stranger, but sure. <laughs> it was fine. And, like, he was running with a big bag. Like a wee backpack on, yeah. Treats. Oh. <laughs> Fair play, that, that, sounds, that sounds like a way to do it. If you want to do it anyway, do it with mm-hmm. the nuts on your back. Exactly. So um, there's, like, there's a good spirit on the day and everything, so we're kind of doing this that uh, didn't get to do it this year. Yeah, we, we, you weren't going to do a leg, you weren't going to do the whole thing. No, um, so Cool FM and Downtown had uh, entered relay teams, so we were going to do the relay for uh, Cash for Kids and obviously Cancer Focus is one of the main charities too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it all got cancelled unfortunately. Um, that's kind of sad because I thought that would have been good fun. But uh, I think they're gonna do the marathon in September. Is the plan? So oh, are they? Very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Cool. I was I was talking to a a woman yesterday who runs a charity, and I heard bits and pieces about how some of the governments gonna give funding or sort of help a few charities. But mm-hmm. this this one was telling me about how like they have thousands to raise and all of their fundraisers mm-hmm. are at the start of the year and they have mm-hmm. no idea how they're gonna raise was it forty thousand pounds or something within the next couple of months. And so it's a reasonably mm-hmm. small, small charity, how are they gonna do it? Mm-hmm. Um It's mad, isn't it? But then equally I've seen like um people people are really, I think, despite everything, have been really generous about a lot of stuff and have been given what they can to charities and things so I suppose that's one of the things at the minute that we have is like the power of social media and being able to like spread sure like look at how much Tom Captain Tom won oh, yeah, or, Captain, oh, yeah, yeah. raised was it 31 you know, million so, or something amazing yeah so like that um just things like that I just think like the power of social media like will sort of hopefully pull a lot of that through yeah true yeah hopefully yeah hopefully um, that's all nhs money isn't it yes it is yes i wonder what way that's going to work because obviously they can't go into your wages as such are they going to like send you all on a wee holiday after or <laughs> i i highly doubt it <laughs> it's pretty nice i highly doubt it but uh yeah as long as it goes to the right places but yeah i mean a free holiday would be lovely if anybody's giving them away <laughs> <laughs> the time you split it among yourself, it'll be like a wee £10 voucher for your groceries. I know, exactly. A share of £10 would be lovely. That'd be great. Take it. <laughs> I know, it's brilliant. It's so good. And people have been so generous, like even um, a lot of like local places making scrubs and things like that. And a lot of places are like donating like hand cream and like skincare and stuff like that. So oh, people are so generous and so kind, like, you know, sorry at all. 
Yeah. How are you getting on with your scrub, Jimmy? I actually haven't got any of the pre-cuts anymore, so I need to get some more. Chris is going to get me some and get stuck back in again, but um, okay. I had stopped there for a little while. Have you had Were any you making scrubs? Yeah, yeah, there's a company here. So Bedwin Soft Finishings, we actually had Chris on on our first podcast back. It just was released today. Um, mm-hmm. And he had kind of organized a lot of local people to be making scrubs um, and to be raising money as well. They've raised thousands and they've got thousands of sets of scrubs away to the hospitals say, and things. Did he say 4,000 scrubs and more? Yeah, I think so. Over the so. past couple of weeks? I think something like that, like the, the amount of money that was raised into, and he was working with Angeline Murphy, if you'd seen her on the, is it the sewing beat she was on? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She was the winner from here, so she had been working with yeah. NI Scrubs to collect the money and all too, so um, Chris lives just, just across from me, so I was able to get some scrubs off him and um, patterns at the start to, to cut some other ones, but then pattern cutting takes forever, so by the time I would do that, I would have a set of like the pre-cut ones and started working with the local aircraft factory to do laser cutting and it saved a lot of time and it meant everybody was able to just fire through them which was good wow. so That's yeah it was really it? good did you have yeah. any jazzy ones in your ward well I've yeah some really we good ones like <laughs> yeah yesterday actually um yesterday in work somebody was wearing a pair of like baby shark ones <laughs> oh amazing <laughs> yeah so they were good no it's been lovely like um they make a difference compared to like the usual blue ones we're in. So nice getting some bright coloured ones. I got a lovely pair of pink ones as well. Your pink ones them. were class. Weren't they lovely? They, they were so class. Nice. I was like, yeah. you look like an like a proper kick ass Barbie, but like in a nice oh. way, not in a <laughs> Yeah, no, I was like class. <laughs> they were lovely. Um so yeah, it's it's added a bit of colour to the words anyway. <laughs> definitely just and I'm sure like the kids would love that too all the bright colors and like the patterns and all about it yeah no definitely it suits the children's nurses (laughs) and and maybe not so much in like in adult land it might be a bit weird yeah um, yeah in children's we are definitely loving having all the bright scrubs and stuff because it just it suits it fits brilliant but I saw I think I saw people were making scrubs even out of like old bedding and old um curtains and stuff yeah that would probably be where like your baby shark ones would have come from a duvet yeah 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 exactly so um but they were good like they were really good I think I only made was it one two sets a couple of sets of trousers and one top I think I got out of one duvet and like proper delays they just like class like I came in the front room and I was like Greg what do you think about new trousers (laughs) like cream with like proper old lady flowers on them but they were class like that I think kind of weirdly good (laughs) yeah no absolutely like see in America and things like that they all wear like whatever sort of funky scrubs they want so hopefully it could start a trend over here and we'll get yeah adapted into the kids ward yeah it would be nice yeah. I would like that it would be cool even like okay it's obviously not the same but um the veterinary nurses like one of my friends is a veterinary nurse and she has her wee scrubs have all the wee doggies all over them it's really cute oh that's lovely see I think that's lovely I think wee things like that make such a difference a wee bit quirky yeah is there anything else that Catherine that you've got going on that you want to chat about Oh, not really. Like, just keep listening to Cool FM on a Saturday. <laughs> and you'll hear me there. And I'm going to um, get back into doing sort of like overnight shows from like one in the morning and things like that because it's a good time to practice and hopefully people won't care too much if you make mistakes. So you might hear me in the middle of the night. <laughs> I was good. And I'm sure you're doing a great job. That would be class. I will be listening. <laughs> yeah, no, Thank we've you. been listening. Um, whenever okay. all, it seems to be all the fellas. Um, get together to play Call of Duty at one o'clock in the morning <laughs> but we stick yeah. with Cool FM so we'll be listening out good okay I will I'll announce whenever I'm going in so uh, people are prepared but so, my boyfriend is definitely one of those people playing Call of Duty at one in the morning <laughs> yeah I don't know what it is it's just like no, normal like time it's the, not the same call the Call of Dutyers like assemble at that time yeah like say, they've been they've been over on during so lockdown. Good. There was something this morning I saw that like they have sixty million users now. That's mad. Mental. We should have invested. Should have. Um, I can't Darn. wait to see all the sort of like statistics that come out at the end of all this. 
One last question. Thank you. Is yes. Not for not friends. Something else. What's your Netflix recommendation for lockdown? Okay. Uh, if you don't watch uh, already, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. yes. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. It is so funny. I feel like a lot of people don't really know about it. Um, but I feel like if you like Friends and like short wee funny programs, like I don't really like How I Met Your Mother. Big Bang Theory is okay, but Brooklyn Nine Nine is so funny. Like see Captain Holt, he is like my favorite character ever. Um, so that uh, Riverdale, although it's a yes. wee bit, it's a bit ridiculous. Like it's a bit far fetched. It oh, it's yeah. so ridiculous. But it, it's the episode out today. I'm watching it. Later. Yes, I have it on ready to go. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think what others I've been watching all of the like any documentaries that are on Netflix I'm watching I can't get enough Tiger King obviously everybody's uh, been mad about Tiger King so yes if you haven't watched Tiger King yeah she's crazy she definitely did it she, definitely, you, did it. Oh, she definitely killed him she definitely killed her husband <laughs> separate from the actual Tiger King series have you watched the mm. Louis Theroux series yes his, his episode with it he comes across so sensible so different Doesn't and he? like he was in the place what the flip who like he definitely, louis Theroux did lost... an episode with tiger king yeah uh-huh. joe exotic a year like, ago um, it was called like america's most dangerous pets or something and uh, yeah. yeah he was on it and he comes across like so sensible really quite grounded like a bit quirky but he's not he's definitely not the strangest person on it at that time and then yeah. he obviously must have just lost the plot <laughs> And there was a thing then to say that he was a cop beforehand. And I was like, yeah. I was like what? <laughs> Honestly, the strangest. I feel like I need to watch it again because there's so much information to take in. Yeah. That I need to watch it again so I can sort of grasp to know what actually happened in that show. I don't okay, think you'll I'm ever get that. there. <laughs> Have you not watched Tiger King? I've watched Tiger King. I haven't watched the Louis Theroux thing. Oh, yeah. Watch, watch the oh, Louis Theroux. It's really good. Any Louis Theroux series like, is good, but yeah, it, just after watching great. Tiger King, it gives you a whole different kind of like, yeah. is this real or is it as yeah. mental as he actually think? Yeah. No, it's, it's actually, it's worth to watch that one as well. But yeah, yeah. every documentary. And then I've also, I've got Disney Plus too. So I've been making my way through like Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy and all those sorts of things. And just every Disney movie and started watching um, the old Hannah Montanas as well, which is great. Oh, <laughs> top class. <laughs> yeah. Um, no Catherine, it's so lovely talking to yes, you. Yes, lovely to catch up with you guys as well. And congratulations on motherhood again. Uh, thanks. She's, she's great. She's lovely. Okay, she's yeah, really we'll, we'll keep tuned in. So Kill FM on Saturdays, we'll pop your Insta information yes. as well in. Yes, lovely. So you're... Um, what what is your name again? Well, like uh, at Catherine underscore Walker. That's me. And we gotta focus on how we spell your name in the title. Yes. K A T H A R I N E. Yeah. I know. We'll leave it there. Thanks very much. Yes. All right, guys. Thank Lovely you. to see you. Take care. See you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.